Hello, my dear listeners. Welcome back to another episode of Let's Be Real podcast. You know the drill. If you're new here, smash the likes and subscribe to the channel. To the people that are already lined up in the chat, <laughs> you know, much love, man. And also, big up our partners, Manscaped. Um, if you haven't heard of it already, we have been um, in a partnership with Manscaped for the past three weeks or so. The link is in the pin comment, which I think Jacob is gonna, you know, put up. uh straight away but it's also in the description um if it's missing in the uh pinned comment um use lbr20 i repeat lbr20 to get 20% off and free shipping on manscape.com manscape is of course the pioneers of below the waist grooming but they have a wide catalog of products for especially spe- uh, men um whether it be beard trimmers deodorants lingerie boxers all of that so we are people uh You, you guys ask for a way to show some love to the pod this is the way you you know give back to you know our grind basically so yeah man a uh, perfect excuse to show some love to us and manscape as well um to more pressing matters right um we we know you know it's it's a tale as old as you know time um going away to the vayakas is never going to be easy um the the crowd is hostile it's you know basically an old school ground you know if you want to call it that uh you know the crowd is basically right in your face uh from the get go um but today we turned up like it was going away to probably you know a fourth division side the laxadaisical body language from the entire team um the lack of energy lack of intensity lack of you know lack of basically initiative lack of um, you can you can put it in, in so many ways uh you could argue we, we are missing a few players you could argue we had a midweek away leg um of, of the champions league um in leipzig um yes if you add all that to the equation this kind of is what is expected but yet you know we are real madrid and there is a certain level of commitment certain level of standards that um, that is upheld for for years within this club and uh, watching such drab performances really takes the life out of you especially you know if you're living where i am and waking up on a you know, 8 a.m sunday it, it, it ain't it ain't really doing anybody any favors right um we have very little good performances to talk about if any right like me jacob and mo here before we came on we were kind of contemplating like who can we really pick up and the numbers were basically you know one or two it was that bad um and you could you could see you know you could see how when people say um confidence and leadership and um you know um level headedness and all that is is contagious it's, the way the match unfolded and how the subs basically came on and kind of basically you know hit it off the players who were already on the pitch was 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 a testament to that um the way you know danny happened to lose his head and all that like what for really you know like i, I don't get it the season is so long um the the games are going to be coming up thick and fast and you know we already have people drop in like flies at that uh, to the yellow suspensions that we are getting as of late and the red card again um it's it's quite an, unacceptable to say the least um we'll break it down in in a bit more detail uh please welcome my esteemed co-panel jacob and mo i'll come to you jacob first um 
quick thoughts yeah man i feel like just like you i know it's no excuse but the players also had a early kickoff we've historically had a problem uh going into the vaikas and especially are you going to be clubbed now jacob yeah man the grass is also like not even <laughs> no <laughs> okay anyways uh yeah it was a hard watch to be honest uh, the, both halves uh, I, i thought in the second half we would t- turn things up but didn't exactly happen uh, where we didn't see any sort of leadership or like any performance that the players could like actually take inspiration from and uh, build out mm. so yeah not a statement performance from any single player uh, i guess the only positive from this match is like arda got some minutes uh, mm. for me and the turkish fans that's pretty much the only uh silver line <laughs> that's an absolute joke if you really mean that but i know you didn't mean that um the other, other the other big uh takeaway is the fact that we are basically digging our own grave you know um in in past seasons gone by especially in la liga where we kind of can look ahead to you know basically uh putting the league obviously like you can't really consciously put the league on hold and focus on the champions league solely but take alleviating some pressure at least on the back of the players and the coaching staff and you know building up a healthy lead i'm not talking 15 points but you know some somewhere around plus 5 would really help our causes uh you know come the end of the season right like but right now we we are not doing um, ourselves any favor and you know girona we have to basically rely on the san mamas crowd and you know bilbao to do a job tomorrow against girona if you know we have to keep this uh, yeah how many point lead do we have six point right six point lead uh, intact but uh, yeah it's, it's going to be a cracking game as well it was five points six point lead now oh. six points now uh, but yeah mo take it away bro uh, good morning but not so very good match to wake up to man i had you know the thing is like i i have been constantly waking up i woke up at 4 i woke up at 6 mm. and then i woke up at 8 because like i, I was worried about, i was kind of worried it. about missing the match you know and like, mm. you, you know you told me so many times now we have to do this post match immediately and everything yeah. but man what a rubbish game I, i don't really know i don't really have any other words to say it's like it was a totally rubbish game from ramatrick no like like you said i think for me there were two big reasons why we lost to them one was like the lack of intensity we me and Javier we had this discussion in the last post match we said that remember yeah. uh, when it comes to rio is like Javier was saying that you know it's not going to be the same intensity that you expect in the champions league games and he was kind of right and like you know we did agree but i said that this this is the kind of games if you don't if you lack intensity this is why remember you know keep losing league titles despite having a good team and you know this is how you le- lose league titles this performance today So for me personally the lack of intensity was absolutely criminal from Ramadan and the second thing was like Ancelotti's tactics I, I don't really understand what he was going for in the start, in the first half you know, sorry starting the game with Modric I think Modric had a stinker and like the tactics for me like completely didn't work and uh, you know the fact of the matter is like if you saw the game you couldn't understand who was the more experienced manager was it Inigo Perez who was like managing his first game or was it Carlo Ancelotti because Inigo Perez made a switch in mid game and Ramadri did not recover from it like we we kind of dominated the game to minute 20 or 25 or whatever you want to call it but once the, they yeah. scored the goal the game completely changed and we couldn't really get out of our own half you know we couldn't fa- uh, like fashion a shot so that was how bad Ramadri was today so for me it's like i am disappointed both in the in the management of Ancelotti and our players and their intensity 100% i would uh, 
agree with you and disagree with you at the same time regarding Inigo Perez. Um, yes, he's a, he's a budding manager, and I was I was my mind was blown when the commentator on La Liga um, for ESPN he mentioned that he actually played against Falcao in the <clears throat> 2011 Europa League final. You know, that, that's 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 pretty crazy to say the least. But um, what basically aided uh, Rayo in my perspective was the fact that they got the <coughs> yes, they kind of. You know, switched up their press. They they were a bit more conservative in you know how to press and you know how high to press after they concede the goals, which uh, I think is, is is a psychological reasoning behind. Yeah, we have uh, something to hold on to, you know, for now. But before that, they had to you know come out. So if the goal doesn't go in, and it was a it was a very unfortunate you know penalty decision. Um, it could have gone either way. You know, I've seen so many matches in which you know such a decision you know might not be exactly given. It's on clear cut in my opinion. Mm. I think personally, the penalty comes out of the fact that they changed the tactic. It wasn't just about pressing, but how they mm. were approaching the game. Like before the game, their fullbacks wasn't weren't like you know overlapping and moving high. They weren't attacking as much. But uh, around the penalty, they started doing that, and Pacha is you know completely out. Muscles Lucas Vasquez gets beyond him like he wasn't even there and puts the ball in, and you know we were caught like uh, we we weren't really prepared how to defend it. If that handball from Kamavinga doesn't really happen, the ball might well have ended up in the goal because the way Lunin was playing today, he made a lot of mistakes. Uh, you know his distribution was pretty poor even in the first half. The fact that we got a goal from a mistake that was actually made by Lunin, we kind of got lucky. We managed to score in transition because uh, coming out, Rayo Vallecano were tactically naive and they were, you know, they were just pressing incredibly high with so much intensity, leaving so many spaces behind, and we took advantage of that. But uh, when they started switching up, Inigo Perez realized this tactic wasn't working, and they completely changed the way they were pressing. They became more intelligent. They started covering up the passing lanes and everything, and Ramadi didn't exactly know how to deal with it. And you know, in that period of time, you expect your experienced players like Modric to step up, but he did. And you expect your management to do some, you know, do some tactical switches, but they didn't. At least nothing that worked. So for me personally, intensity and management, and you know, players not stepping up. Uh, a small question. I completely agree with the uh, with, with your with your statement that yes, it was uh, you know basically premeditated that what uh, you know ended up in the pen. Um, but tell me one instance where you know Rayo basically had a few half chances or you know even you know like uh, nothing chances basically in the second half. But give me a, a, a phase of play where they were looking like they're gonna go. Two one up. I didn't see that in the second half. So yes, they kind of made it very uncomfortable for us to play out of the back, uh, made our passing lanes basically non-existent and all that. But what, I didn't really see what them. Was the you know, for I kind of from today's game, like what would be they happy with? A draw, obviously. So no, I get would, it. I get it. So why would they be attacking and be tactically naive when they were getting a draw against Real Madrid of all teams? And for the thing is, like, no, I get okay, the point. Okay, okay mm. let's 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 look at this, right? Real Madrid had more shots on target, like especially towards the second half, because yeah. the way we ended the game, and uh, then uh, then Rayo. But when you look at like uh, you know expected goals per shot, Rayo was higher. So Rayo 100%. was facing because we were super super so, poor in shots. Real Madrid couldn't do anything. Like they, we couldn't really deal with their press. And when you have managers like Ancelotti, whom we have praised, you know. And I'm not going to suddenly start saying that because of this game, Ancelotti should be sacked, or Ancelotti's a dinosaur or whatever. But, you know, today I, I didn't really think that he uh, adapted to Rayo's tactics. And Rayo, when they, once they got that goal, they were, like, incredibly happy going home with the draw. And the thing is, like, yeah. even our goal, it came from a, a, an opportunity for Rayo to score a goal. And even after that, maybe they didn't really have this... Uh, 
the style where they were at the com like completely dominating us and you know getting opportunities or getting into our box completely but there were many instances where they could have easily gone ahead like in the second half itself you know the pressure from alvaro garcia and chomeni and he could have just as easily scored if chomeni hadn't recovered well so for me and there were numerous instances where nacho had to come back and you know uh, clear the ball from from our own box you know he made lots of interceptions in our own box that otherwise could have troubled uh, Real Madrid. So for me, it's like, okay, yeah, uh, what you say is right. Like, you know, Rio weren't an really incredibly dominant team overpowering us. But, I mean, they did what they did and they were tactically intelligent to realize what they needed, what their goals were and how to achieve them. Yeah, just, just to add on top of that, uh, that's completely yeah. right. Uh, and... Uh... The thing is, Rayo did have like opportunities to actually hurt us, but then their final ball was kind of lacking. So we did escape. Mm. But a stronger team, like if we played the way we played against today against a better team, they might have scored more against us. I, I believe there was also this opportunity in the first half where uh, I think it was Baliu who, who got into a dominant position and played the ball where I think uh, Rayo could have just as easily scored, but they they weren't able to because of what Jacob said. They they couldn't get the final ball in the box. I said this against Leipzig as well. We can't really, you know, play games with, uh, you know, such such a such a passive outlook. Um, but yeah, I I kind of agree with both of you. But at the same time, I feel like you know, like, why are we doing this? Is it because we underestimate our opponents, or is it because, you know, we are clearly feeling the fatigue of really, you know, going at full throttle for you know, um, the majority of the season, or we are missing key, you know, uh pieces in our in our chessboard um it can come down to a whole whole lot of factors but you know we we are good enough at least with the players we have yes we might not have the deepest bench in europe but um with what we have at our disposal we have to be doing so much better um let me get into a few of the comments before we you know go further marcus winningham was mentioning i don't know what's the problem with real madrid players whenever they're playing uh in because they struggle to control the game it's just a, a very tough place to go to um it's, it's just the fact of the matter um it's, it's, it's not a walk in the park uh playing uh away against rio Salibe was mentioning what is Kamavinga's best position exactly. His decision making when attacking is literally zero. When he has to pass or even score, he waits to get fouled every goddamn time. I can see a point, you know, in your in your in your in your in your sentiment, but um, yeah, it's, it's a it's, it's a tad you know overreactionary. Um, Kamavinga moving forward, like was it against Girona? He had an absolute masterclass. Um, but yeah, he kind of have the tendency to really, you know, ponder what to do, you know, when he is at the edge of the box. But uh, he he's still a kid, you know, he's he's going to learn. Kamavinga's best position is is a, is a box to box. You know, he can play as a six, but yeah, his his passing in deeper positions in, in the first phase uh, leaves a lot to be desired. But if anybody else has something to chip in regarding Kamavinga, since we are on the topic, Mo and Jacob. Um, I'll maybe comment on his uh, second half. I mean, first half. Uh, mm. I felt like yeah. he, even in the deeper positions, he was taking a, a lot more riskier passes than normally we're used to, used to seeing from a six. Uh, so mm. that got me on the edge of my seat for the wrong reasons. But uh, yeah. personally, like in the deeper areas, he did mostly fine. It was mostly when he, when we got to their half that, you know, uh, he couldn't maybe spot the right pass every single time. But mm. uh, for sure, this loss is not on Kamalika, man. Like, uh, yeah, no, absolutely. As a whole, like, wasn't working well. The team as a whole, yeah. the team as a whole. Um, in my opinion, 
Last Ali was also mentioning without Cruz and even Modric, this midfield has close to zero creativity. <laughs> More would like to snap at that, but uh, I will, you know. Let uh, you off the saliva. Matter TV was mentioning after considering the penalty, we played shit 100%. After the pen happened, you know, something just was missing. Um, whether you know, whether we have to give full credit to Ryo or you know, basically look at ourselves in the mirror as to how we kind of went about uh, proceedings is, is also, um, th there's one thing when the, the op opponent is basically. You know, uh, as 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 uh, as wily or cunning, you could say to basically, you know, uh, yeah, not let us play, not let us, you know, do what we want to do, and then there is us who really have to, you know, show some metal, you know, show some um, bite to us, uh, and then try to force the issue, which I've seen for a for a large part of this season, which didn't really, you know. Uh, um, yeah, which re really didn't materialize uh, towards towards uh, the the next you know next seventy odd minutes or sixty five odd minutes after the pen. But yeah, um, the good stuff. You know, let's start with the good stuff uh, for now. You know, uh, Brahim plays out Fede down 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 the right. Uh, classic Fede, uh, Kaltsen, um from the right. You know, places. Uh, yeah, an uh, inch-perfect pass to Hosselu, and, you know, he had the uh, the hunger, uh, the tenacity to basically, you know, slide into the finish, eighth league goal of the season. Happy for him, Mo? I mean, definitely, when that goal went in, we were kind of happy, you know? They were thinking, like, yeah, yeah we were predicted, like, a 2-1 win for Real Madrid, now it's going to be 3 or 4 nil or 5 nil or, yeah. you know, building sandcastles in the air, but then uh, the reality was something different entirely. For me, that Jose Luis was brilliant. He showed a lot of hunger. He kind of like, you know, he was like, yeah, I'm like, I was having this discussion before. Uh, I think it was like yesterday or day before with another of my friends. I was talking about whether Ramadan are going to buy Jose Lu. If, you know, as like if some people are expecting, if we do end up signing Mbappe. So for me, the thing was like, this guy is like, you know, really playing for his spot next season. So, yeah, I, I think it was pretty good. And Jose Lu has proven through the season, like he has a, he has a knack for getting goals that, you know, whenever he starts, like, he, although we have had issues about him and his finishing, the number of chances he takes and everything, but uh, he, he has proven what, what Ramirez spent on him and what Ramirez is spending on him. He's a pretty nifty player to have if you do have him in the team. So pretty happy for him. But, I mean, uh, overall, Ramirez, like, you know, I can't expect it better. 100%. Jacob uh, Hosselu, I think, in my opinion, has uh, a clear role, even if a guy like Mbappe comes in. Um, do you agree with that? Do you see, do you see a, a role that he can play effectively for us even next season? Absolutely. Just look at our back uh, front line, man. Like uh, we have no players over uh, 180. I think Mbappe is also 178 or something. Uh, yeah, he's five foot eleven or something. Yeah, like when the shit hits the fan, when we have to absolutely get a goal from a corner or uh, just cross an inshallah. Who else can you bring on except for Hosselu? But I I feel like we will eventually uh, sign him. Uh, even if Hendrik and whatnot also comes and you know hits off, but yeah, uh, specifically for this goal, uh, yeah, uh, I was kind of surprised that it went in first because you know it's been known that he needs a few chances to actually score, but it was absolutely clinical. Yeah, uh, and eight league goals for the season, not bad at all. In Feb, yeah, yeah. not bad at all. Um, and uh, the other question was, did he really get? any other big chances because i can't remember many 
after that, the service was absolutely lacking. Yeah, um, he's someone who has to rely on on service. Without it, you know, you can't really expect Jose Lu to you know pull magic out of out of the air, right? Um, the second good bit, at least, you know, uh, it should be the last good bit out of the game. Um, Mo Fede Valverde keeps proving, you know, why he is probably the most informed midfielder in Europe. Yeah, man, I think uh, for me, the Fede game could be divided into like what Fede was till minute 20 and what Fede was after minute 20. But mm-hmm. even then, like, I wouldn't like put too much blame on Fede Valverde because the thing is, like, he had a particular role to do today and he kind of yeah. did it. Like, in, after, after minute 20, he was like, yeah, you know, like I said, uh, Rayo kind of adapted to us, and we had trouble getting out of the the ball out of the back. You know, we had trouble progressing the ball, and for me, that wasn't down to Fede. But I, I could have seen him make more runs. That is what I'm, I was expecting. But then the thing is, like, he's been playing nonstop, so you know, you kind of don't expect him to do it every, do it every time in every game. You know, no matter how good he is physically. Until mid twenty, I think he was exceptional. Even the the pass that he lays for. Hostel was like incredible. I, you don't really expect too many people to be able to pull that pass off. So for me, I was incredibly happy with Ferris' performance. Like uh, till May 20, after May 20, I kind of felt like he was one of the players who was like trying a lot, was at least trying to make something happen. So for me, uh, overall, uh, Ferris' game today was a net positive compared to what others showed. 100%. Uh, Jacob Brahim, um, yeah, mostly. Mostly missing, but uh, played the pre-assist, if you want to call it that, uh, for the opening goal. Um, I think he laid off a couple of chances for Hosselu, I think, um, you know, who, you know, which was unfortunately saved. But uh, in, in general, um, yeah, uh, these are the games where basically we we call on, you know, someone like Brahim to basically step up and uh, yeah, deliver. He did that. You know, a couple of days ago in, in Leipzig, huge goal, a much higher stage, and you know, a much more, uh, much bigger match of importance. But um, today, how do you rate his performance? Man, even in the Leipzig game, like the, uh, if not for that goal, we would have been slating on Brahim because he was mis- pretty much missing for the whole game, right? Mm-hmm. And um, uh, he's just not doing the things that Jude was actually doing, uh, which is connecting the midfield mm-hmm. and the attack, uh, uh, driving at the. Uh, like driving properly and taking the right decisions at all points in the game. Like I just don't see Brahim doing that. Uh, even when he drops deep, uh, he just hasn't been able to put his impact on the in the last couple of games. And I don't know, maybe if it's uh, instructions given to Brahim or if it's Brahim not actually doing his job. But yeah, I'm not not totally impressed by him. Right. Um... More Luka Modric, you were you were pretty keen on slating, you know, um, how we kind of fared. Uh, I mean, for me, the thing is, like, I'm not saying Luka Modric is a bad player or suddenly he's become a bad yeah. player overnight. The thing is, like, for me, Modric shouldn't have started this game because Remedy need a little bit of control when you're playing in games like this. And that, we miss Cruz badly. That is something you need Cruz for. And besides that, whenever, like, in the first half, Luka Modric were playing a little 4-2-3-1, right? Luka Modric yeah. was playing as a camp, and it's pretty well known that Luka Modric doesn't do well as a camp. And for some reason, Ancelotti decided that he's going to play him as a camp, and even Brahim couldn't get into the spaces that he loves because of that. Luka Modric didn't really know what to do. 
he 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 had absolutely no impact from it. And I think because of that, Ancelotti like kind of tweaked his position as the match went on. He started playing a little bit deeper. But when he started deeper. playing a little bit deeper, he, he yeah, there were some you know neat tricks from Luka Modric that you always see. But the end result just wasn't there. I remember one moment like um, vividly. He beats three men and then pinks a ball only to yeah, he, Exactly. So when he was doing that, there is no end result, right? There, there are some highlights. You know, if you watch the highlight reel for Luka Modric, you'll be thinking, "Yeah, man, Luka Modric is so good in this game." But when you actually look at the contribution, like what happened, nothing happened. So for for me personally, I think the thing is like when uh, Rayo switched their tactics, right? When they started covering the passing spaces, passing lanes, it, you depend on a player like Modric to step in and you know get get us out of there, provide that spark of creativity, and he didn't do that. But the thing is, like when Luka Modric started playing deeper and Brahim had a few, you know, a lot more space and freedom to do it, the only remember chance that I remember from the second half was kind of like from Brahim. So the thing is, like Luka Modric for me doesn't really, you know, fit into what we're doing right now, and the, he he definitely has lost a step. And I think the thing is, like uh, Real Madrid with Luka Modric at its best, like Real Madrid is at the best with Luka Modric when we are playing in the old system that we used to play in with four three three, you know, a center. A central defensive midfielder covering for Luka Modric and you know Tony Cruz and everything with Casemiro, that thing was like absolutely perfect. But right now, I think Luka Modric doesn't do what he used to. Maybe it's because he's lacking rhythm because of the fact that he's playing you know start and stop, start and stop. He's not getting a run, you know, uh, continuous run in the team. But the thing is, like, till he doesn't, he, he Ramadan have completely moved on from him the way things stand. So for me, Ancelotti, you know, given the fact that our poor record against Rayo, I think in the last four games we are like you know, drawn like. Uh, sorry, we've lost one. I believe no. Yeah, we lost one. We won one and drawn two now. So, and given how the game ended in Vallecas last time we went around there, he shouldn't really have started Modric. He should have gone with Cruz, or maybe even if he wasn't gonna start with Cruz, he should have probably started Rodrigo and Brahim instead of you know playing Luka Modric in a position that he clearly is uncomfortable in. So it's really, it's really gone, gone. Can I just ask like. Um... Luka Modric, like when he was actually playing, when we had those injuries in the middle of the park, he was actually playing for a bit, right? I think it was like five consecutive matches that he was like uh, having a major role. And at that point, like he was still kind of working uh, in this uh, 4 2 2 2 system. And is it just because uh, he's just not match fit or like he's not sharp enough anymore that he can't pull it off? I don't know, man. The thing is, like, when you watch classic Modric, what do you think? You think of a guy who can move the ball across the lines, who can carry the ball, who drifts out wide on the right and, you know, pings the ball in, who beats defenders. The only thing that we saw today was, like, you know, him kind of, like, beating uh, two or three players, but then the final ball wasn't there. And I didn't see him carrying the ball. I didn't see him progressing the ball across the lines. And for us, like, today, the biggest issue was getting the ball out of the back. We didn't. We don't really have, like, you know, uh, we don't really have a player like Alaba in our back line who can get the ball out, and we didn't really have Cruz. So when you don't have Cruz, Ramirez definitely do struggle to get the ball out. I think the the way to counter that sometimes is to use Kamavinga in deeper areas because you know he he sometimes can get the ball out and he can carry the ball as well. Fede does that uh, well either well too, but the thing is like neither Fede did it today and neither did we see it from Kamavinga. And you know when Modric went out deeper, he kind of started having a little bit more impact, a little bit more confidence. But the final ball just wasn't there, and you know the impact wasn't there. Yeah, like um, if if you notice, like he even had a couple of uh, instances in play where he was you know absolutely robbed of possession, and you know uh, our defenders had to basically bail him out. 
I'll be honest, you know, even before I came on, like I was like, you know, I'm going to let Mo and Jacob handle the locomotives thing because really it's super difficult for me to, you know, speak about it. Uh, even a couple of months back, I was very keen on, you know, mentioning the fact that I would love to see Luka Modric being played into rhythm. I even DM'd Francesco, we need Luka Modric coach. You know, we need to give him some minutes. Um, so which, we should be blaming you, know, you, huh? We should be blaming maybe, you. Maybe, maybe, I don't know, I don't know. But really, as a, as, a, as a fan, you know, as someone, you know, who gave me so many uh, memories, good memories, right? Like great memories, one of the most significant you know, moments of my life. Is basically, you know, from um, his boot, right? Basically, but um, yeah, watching this unfold is, is is just not not great. And uh, if the season pans out the way it is panning out regarding uh, Modric's playtime, Modric's overall performances, his um, his um, his verdict within the fans for the season, it's not gonna, it's not going to look great. It's going to leave a bitter taste. I don't want that to happen. I want. Uh, you know, Luka Modric to be as involved as possible, you know, in, in the best way that benefits the team, benefits himself, and we kind of, you know, maximize the last, uh, you know, few, uh, yeah, last few energy bars left left in his, left in his uh, Arsenal, man. But, um, yeah, Luka Modric, unfortunately, you know, had a very average outing, you know. I wouldn't call it, you know, absolutely poor, but, yeah, um, super average. We expect so much. From Lokomonrich. Moving on, um, Chouameni, um, Jacob, the uh, we did a poll. Um, was it last game or I think it was after Girona, right? No, was, and uh, you know, many... in the Leipzig game, in the Leipzig game, yeah. And we were super impressed. Um, I'm not gonna lie, um, uh, you know, but someone was it Mo who mentioned or was it Jacob who mentioned, you know, before we came on that, uh, uh, he was yes, uh, real worthy, highlight worthy in that game. But uh, in 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 general, uh, you you could see deficiencies in his in his uh, in his game. That is you know very very crucial uh, for a centre back. But uh, today, yes, he had a good few interceptions, but uh, was sus under the press. Um, his his passing was off. Um, yeah, sum up, uh, Chomini, man. Yeah, I'll just uh, go to the Leipzig game and, you know, kind of try to compare. Uh, so in the Leipzig game, what happened was Nacho was the major liability, right? That house space between Nacho yeah. and uh, Mendy and whatnot. So Chaumeni, he yeah. had to come various times actually to save our asses. And in this game, it was kind of the opposite. Like uh, Nacho was a bit more stable. Uh, he was the better of the center back. So it was just, uh, uh, he didn't have to make all of those spectacular things, which Chaumeni excels at doing because he's just such a physical specimen, right? But he has, still has a long way to go if he has to, you know, uh, be a uh, very grounded uh, centre-back that can actually play for us in important games. Uh, just games like these make you realise, you know, uh, we absolutely need Rudiger back for those important games. Mo, too many? I mean, Jacob, like, said everything. I think even in the lightweight game, there were some opportunities where he was making some acrobatic tackles that kind of got our attention, but we missed out on the number of times he actually let the ball past him and, you know, somebody saved his ass. Like, I think Lunen did a, did a number of times. So that is something that we kind of ignored. But in today's game, there was nothing of that sort. So he kind of highlighted his, you know, his mistakes even more. So for me, the thing is, like, we can't really wait for Rudiger to come back and Militao to come back, so... I think Real Madrid, the centre-back, is a specialised position and there's a reason why centre-backs should play centre-backs. Although I wouldn't be too harsh on Chomini because it's the first time he's making, you know, some mistakes. Uh, previously, he was kind of decent. Uh, yeah. 
there were a few mistakes, but you know, you don't really expect a CDM starting a center back not to make any mistakes. And the thing is, like in those other games, Real Madrid played with high intensity and was like, we were like really on the op- uh, opponent and uh, stopping all the crosses and then from creating chances from out wide so as to not yeah. expose our own backline. But in this game today, we weren't there. We had to be more offensive, and this it kind of like left them, you know, even more open up. And we kind of saw why Germany is a CDM and not a centre back. So let me know. let me sorry sorry to interrupt you. Let me put forth a question right more. Um, Casemiro played centre back and looked far more seamless. Is it just no, down to Casemiro struggled when he played centre back for Madrid? I know, but not as much as sure many did. If in my I, opinion, I maybe it's just. Personally, I classes. disagree with that statement because whenever Casemiro kind of plays centre back, we were kind of you know left uh, hanging. It was like we always used mm. to play throughout the skin of our teeth to get away from it. So for me, like even Casemiro wasn't any better than Germany. In fact, Germany, the way we have like the intensity that we showed in the past two games, especially in games against Girona and you know even the ones before that, the, uh, our team has kind of covered up for Germany and we have gotten better results than we did with Casemiro. Yeah, and plus, just to add, I feel like uh, who was that uh, centre back for Bar- Barcelona who came, who was initially a D- uh, DM? He from Liverpool. I forgot his name. Mascherano. Uh, Mascherano, yeah. Mascherano, yeah, was like personally like the only guy who did it personally that good for me. Yeah, I, I remember back when Casemiro actually used to be in C- uh, CD. Maybe even to close some games out of our injury as well. He's He's always yeah. a bit more riskier type player, you know. Uh, he take, tends mm-hmm. to take more risk. and But Chaumini, uh, I don't know, uh, he doesn't take too many risks, but then we just the know-how of where to be and his positioning that kind of sometimes lets him down. Jacob, I'll stick with you. Luanen, what's your name? I don't know, man. Like... Uh... Uh, the players work. I know, like we're all gonna touch upon his uh, distribution, and you know he was making a lot of mistakes there. Uh, but like the team as a whole, it was very hard today, and uh, it was hard to find passes too. So I'm not gonna slate too much on loan in this game. He did what he could. More, if you wanna add something. I mean, the only thing I wanna say was like the distribution. Jacob already touched upon it. Even the fourth goal, it came off a mistake from Lurin. We kind of got lucky that Raul had almost like, you know, fluffed his lines and we kind of took it the other way. And, you know, Berlin ball with Fede Valverde for the Jose Luco. Berlin finished by Jose Luis as well. But apart from that, even before, other than that, there were kind of times where Lurin was like, you know, making mispasses and everything. The balls, he was kind of like, uh, he wasn't making the right decision when it comes to playing out of the, out of the back. But then his uh, mispasses were like, you know, less criminal compared to some of the others that we made in the final third, like even substitutes coming on missed their passes. So I don't really, like Jacob said, you know, I don't know if you could blame him entirely. Off the bench, Rodrigo Mo. For I me, just uh, really feel like he's missing the spark, but yeah, go on. I, I, I kind of expected more from him because, you know, Ancelotti changed the, for, uh, changed the formation. We went to a front three. You yeah. expect more from the winger, especially when he's in uh, Rodrigo in that situation. But it didn't really happen, you know. Uh, I think there was a, there was one good run from Rodrigo where he could have, you know, where he took the ball and got into the box. But for some reason, he kind of fell. Uh, some people were expecting a penalty for that, but I don't really think there was a penalty. So you know, the thing is like uh, Rodrigo kind of needs to improve in certain situations. But you know, for me, Rodrigo probably not the worst player in the pitch because uh, we were barely being able to get the ball, you know, out of the back. So there wasn't much for them to work with. Um, his uh, wing partner, Jacob Vinicius Jr. For me, he just lacks any any 
you know direction to you know whatever he does um i, I know that he kind of had a few neat plays in the first half almost set up a goal as well was kind of unlucky but uh yeah decision making again sometimes uh just uh yeah leaves me flabbergasted but uh yeah man vinicius junior jacob with vinicius you know the thing is uh, he will get into enough situations that you know uh, some of the decision making will go unpunished uh, because he will eventually get more ch- more and more chances in every single game that's a given yeah. uh, for me today yeah. like uh, that left side just didn't really work too well with frank garcia vini mm. and even when rodrigo came on like in past matches we're used to seeing both of these guys just you know stick to the same wing and combine it just did not happen this game because we just couldn't get the ball to the final third and uh, yeah pretty much uh, I I'm kind of disappointed with this crossing. Uh, usually Vinny is kind of a bit more clinical with that finding people in the box. Uh, today it wasn't that uh, but yeah. At least you know like we discussed before in the game. Uh he at least tried tried to make things happen it just didn't work out today. Mo Vinicius uh for me the thing is like whenever Vinicius plays he's the only guy who's like trying to make things happen he's the only one guy who's been trying to be creative in the final third. And even today, I kind of felt that sadly none of it came off because yeah, the thing is like Real Madrid had a big hole in the second second striker position. You know, there was nobody who was kind of like staying deep to take advantage of the spaces that the Rio defense was leaving because Rio defense was incredibly deep. They were like surrounding Vinicius, they were kind of covering Hoselu, but there was nobody who was taking advantage of it. And you know, every time we were playing a ball, it was going to the second striker space, and nobody was actually there in the box making a late run. You know, getting inside something that Jude does really well. to take advantage of those positions when Rodrigo came on i kind of expected him to do that but the thing is like in that by that time we were barely being able to get the ball even in the in in Girona's box let alone you know we, we weren't even able to get into Girona's uh, sorry Rayo's half let alone Rayo's box so for me personally it kind of like uh, i i can't i won't be too harsh on uh, Vinicius because our midfield should have done better and uh, you know gotten more uh, progressed the ball better but we weren't able to do that No, like I don't understand. Like, how can we uh, go? Pretty much the same team, right? That played against Leipzig. Like these guys could play through Leipzig press, but not Rayo's press. How? What's going on? And it was like complete lack of intensity. Like I said in the first place. Like if you, if you lack intensity, you're a minute slower to the ball. Like uh, one or two steps slower to the ball. The opponent is completely going to get the ball before you, and you don't really have the opportunity to make anything happen to make a positive contribution. Like the 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 situation we were talking about before we started this, uh, you know. podcast we were talking about how uh, Cruz Canel was like being uh, i don't know what the right word is maybe uh, not too intense maybe to be polite and the rio player got to the ball before him even though the rio player was far, farther from the position so it it speaks to everything you know the thing and there's a reason why Carvajal kind of lost it in, in towards the end of the game because Carvajal is a guy who plays with a lot of passion uh, he sees everybody being so uh, you know laid back and uh, he kind of, he was like he wanted more intensity and he was kind of angry with how the team was playing and you know he lashed out did something stupid and now we are without him in the next game i think it's the perfect uh, time for a manscaped ad break um jacob on your queue hola madridistas uh, i'm back once again to remind you guys that we're partnering up with manscaped and uh, if you want to help and support this project and this little family of ours uh, be sure to check out manscaped and use code lbr20 at checkout for 20% off and free shipping
So 2024 is in full swing, we're already a month in and if you had any new year's resolutions to look better, you know, feel better, uh, I have a company called Manscaped, they're trusted by more than 10 million men worldwide and if you want to take a positive step, you know, in a good direction this year, uh, start with yourself and Manscaped asked us to introduce you guys to the new lawnmower 5.0 Ultra, uh, it's a hair trimmer you know for your sensitive bits uh, it features skin safe technology you know to keep your sensitive bits safe it has an led bright it's waterproof you can use it in the shower you get two extra heads uh, blade heads to uh, go either full smooth or a normal blade head um, if you want to go all in you can get the whole package you get a nose trimmer you get crop preserver it's a ball deodorant uh, you get some aftershave and in the box you also get some boxers and a bag you know to keep all of those things in um, so yeah if you're interested go to uh, manscape.com use code LBR20 to get 20% off at checkout uh, and free shipping that's LBR20 to get 20% off uh, and free shipping at manscaped.com and thank you guys uh, and back to the video right big up manscape big up Doris uh, you heard the lady a perfect excuse to you know show some love to us and uh, love to manscape man LBR20 to get 20% off and free shipping uh, on Manscaped. Uh, who was that? Was it Jacob? Of no. course, it's Jacob. No, man. Like, why no? is it always Wasn't me? <laughs> no, okay. man. I don't know. The, somebody called me for some reason. Because you, 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 you just look a little more, you know, naughtier than your average co-panelist. But uh, it's fine. It's fine. Um, right. Let's let's get into a few of the comments um, before we move further. Tasalib was mentioning if the sky bottles the league and starts close as DM and important games in the Champions League, if it's not for injuries, that is, his ass has been saved many times from individual brilliance, not tactics, just saying. Yeah, uh, one from the Farouk DNA. Uh, it's crazy, right? Farouk told me he's going to be offline for a week. He just left the group chat. I was like, you know, like I can't even message him now. Um, yeah, I have no he idea has what to make his WhatsApp. With his what? WhatsApp. WhatsApp, okay, okay. Yeah. Fair, fair. We had a chat yesterday. Oh, you, he told you, yeah? Okay. Yeah, fair. he texted me uh, iMessage, you know, after I don't text. Oh, iMessage. Holy shit. Elitist <laughs> bullshit, you know, flows through every single time. But, um, yeah, some of the comments from Ancelotti, you know, we were talking about this uh, during the ad break. We don't really know. Um, uh, he was asked not being focused because of what's happening with Mbappe. When have we been not focused? Uh, we are always focused today. To 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 score this team for something this season is very difficult. We can definitely score this team for performances like these. Performances like the one at home in the reverse leg um, against Rayo. You know, and he's being diplomatic. We don't really have to. Yeah, I know. Yeah, and the thing is, like this this team. Yeah, I mean, they might not have lacked focus, but they lacked intensity. So. Mm. Yeah, he also mentioned playing here is always difficult. There was a lot of uh, there were a lot of duels and fights. Rayo were good. We got a point. We are not satisfied. But in the future, this could be a good point. Like I was telling Jacob, you know, and the boys, uh, we are not in May yet, so I don't know why Carlo is basically using time travel as an excuse uh, for today. But I get it, you know, uh, the gum, 
really gets to you after after a certain while uh, but yeah man big up carlo this season has been special um i hope this is a blip you know like we had a few blips already but i just hope this stops now and uh come march um march the 6th you know after that it will be just uh yeah full throttle uh, so march 6th is not even 3 weeks away just keep it um julian or uh, yeah julian munoz uh, big up julian he was mentioning guys next game sevilla um and the next will be valencia that game will be hot as fuck 100% uh valencia away at the messiah uh, i read somewhere that uh, their ultras are preparing something for vinny or something i'm not sure if that's the case more okay okay i, I heard some pretty insane chance as well today uh from the rio i think know, there's a newspaper from valencia called super deportes or something i don't exactly remember mm-hmm. the name they they had this they took out this uh, whole front cover where they have this uh, chant to direct it towards when about him there's a famous player from rambler who always keeps crying who's always lying and you know, shit like that so mm-hmm. from the rio towards vinicius yeah uh when no, i think, I think... So. it was towards the the president Martin Presa. Was it? Yeah. Okay. Because Rio, the they have a shit stadium and Raul Martin Presa wants to make a new stadium outside of Vallecasto. Oh, I heard the commentary mentioning it, but I thought yeah. probably, you know, because Vinicius was winding up a few people, so I thought probably. Okay. No, it's not. But, like, Rio is the last place where you would go and expect something racist towards Vinicius, for me personally. Yeah, it was, it's just that really? the fans are so close yeah. and you see a lot of middle fingers, but yeah, man, like, I don't think anyone like abused him or anything. Okay. Fair. Marcus Meningham was mentioning Carvajal was so immature today. Uh, we would have been solid against uh, Sevilla next week when Rudiger is back. And but uh, just sadly, he grabs a foolish red card. Is is Rudiger going to be actually back next week? The expectation yeah. is that's what but I don't like. Okay, but we don't. Let's see in the, what happens during the week. Okay, because um, yeah, the signs should have been a bit more obvious. He, if he was going to be back, uh, I wouldn't risk him honestly. Um, Sevilla can be dealt without Rodiga, in my opinion. Um, but yeah, it is what it is. Um, I mean, we thought Vallecano would be dealt without, uh, you know, Rodiga. Yeah. Like they, these guys, they had one draw in like the entire of this year, 2024. They had like five defeats in the, like four defeats in the league and one draw coming into this game, and somehow they managed to, you know. But we're going in away, right? To Vallecas, it's, it's going to be difficult. I mean, at home they played a lot of games away at Vallecas. You yeah, know, it's, it's like just, at home this I mean, season. it's it's fresh manager, new new. Uh, yeah, Inigo Perez, like he did a good job, but like yeah. you know, the quality of the team, I don't really know. They're lacking a lot of players. They yeah, qualities. And still, they, Raul de Thomas hasn't scored a single goal this season. You know? First goal since May. Me and, uh, Jacob, and we were talking with Willie. We were saying that you know I was expecting Camaros to start, and I was like, "Yeah, you don't really want to start Thomas with the Thomas because I don't know if he's going to do anything." And yeah, yeah. that really came to bite me in the day. You, know? you don't want to be bitten. Man, we are, we are also keeping <laughs> up with the statistic. Like uh, half the goals we conceded in La Liga are former Real Madrid players. Yeah, I read that. I was totally expecting once Jorge de Frutos came on, and you know they would probably yeah. also get a goal. You know, <laughs> why not? Like I, I kind of want to make an article and find out like how many teams have more Castilla players than Real Madrid, because I'm pretty sure like every team probably has more. That's that's that's, that's insane. Um, fifty percent of the league goals we considered are from our own academy products. It's just uh, yeah. Um, it's 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 good in a way though, but uh, it really hurts our uh, you know, hurts our momentum. 
but yeah um from the subs we talked about cavals red uh, already um are the guler yeah um apart from maybe that uh, bro yeah four minutes like uh, what are we going to talk about like four minutes to do anything we no, not he doesn't even have the rhythm to play and the kind of player he is you don't really expect them to come on and you know provide i don't know like intensity verticality this is the kind yeah. of things you expect from a substitute but adagula is not that kind of player so i don't really know for four minutes for me it's like too short to evaluate i'm just dying to speak about um he should be getting more minutes you know simple as just yeah. ease them in because we'll need him in the champions league along with Ancelotti, guys like rahim i think actually first of all did the first sub that he made like till 70th minute what he was he doing he should have been in the sprint 60 second thing mm-hmm. he kept modric too long for me it was like 86 minutes too long but okay i don't if if you don't want to be too harsh probably you should have subbed modric off by the 70th or 75th minute you know adagula like you said should have been like much much sooner we should ease these guys in man like come on this is the business end of the season his his injury has been in the rear view mirror for like four five months now at least um and people might think this is overblown but in the champions league i will repeat again that we will need you know someone with you know um a twinkle in his eyes you know like like brahim like arda guler uh, especially with how you know our guys are picking up injuries you never know you know when we might need to call them upon uh call upon them sorry um but um yeah that's i think pretty much it man um we have i think covered all the major you know uh talking points for today sevilla is going to be a test um it's definitely going to be you know no game against sevilla is going to be you know super easy um and, uh, we have uh, yeah go on. can we talk about like uh, carvajal is suspended kamavinga is as well for sevilla and if yeah. rodriguez doesn't make it back like what is our back line do we have a back line that's a good point um I really didn't want to talk about it but uh, since you brought it up so um, Vasquez Falamendi Falamendi is back yeah um Nacho starts <clears throat> Chomeni starts and then Vasquez starts that's it you know make sure mm-hmm. okay in um, midfield you have Cruz and Modric starting you know everybody's worst yeah. nightmare uh yeah maybe to appease Ramos the whole narrative and all that you know maybe i want to do us for against us don't worry oh from our player that will be holy shit shit i just just don't want that to happen but um yeah it's it's going to be interesting you know how that <clears throat> game is supposed to you know it, it, the way it looks you know sevilla has had a bit of momentum they even drew nil nil against uh, who was it yesterday but but well, um, yeah Valencia, right? Oh, okay. one shot still. on target. Really? Yeah. But away the Mestalla still decent uh, for how the season has been, you know, going so far. They really were lucky to escape with that point, man. Really? Yeah. yeah. I, didn't, I didn't watch the game. I didn't watch the game. But I'm just happy that they're not relegated. Uh, you know, just for the sake of Ramos and whatnot. But uh, yeah. Um, but yeah. That, that's that's pretty much it. Um, like I always say, boys. Um, do smash the like button and subscribe to the channel if you are if you haven't already we are on the road to 2k and uh yeah smash the follow button uh, on, on spotify on apple Podcasts, on yeah basically all podcast platforms we are on uh we are available on all major ones and uh it's very imperative uh that you guys also you know smash the ratings um over on spotify apple Podcasts, all of that on apple Podcasts, i think we just have a single rating 
so far. I know we don't have a lot of people tuning in from Apple Podcasts uh, compared to Spotify, that is. But yeah, people... Um, if we you have can, more people you know, from Apple Podcasts than Spotify. Really? Yeah, f- more than 50% of our listening group is from Apple Podcasts. Wow. I don't know. I don't know. Because when I look at the stats, but anyway, I might be, you know, I'm not remembering stuff. But yeah, people, um, you heard the man right uh it's, it's it's simple just give us a rating it'll really help us um yeah get a little more visibility and um and especially on spotify again uh you know for the people tuning in please do smash the ratings man if you can give us a five if you think we deserve it please please do do so and uh yeah pick up all the people sending us feedback especially uh in the dms on twitter on on facebook and all that um uh, Super humbling. I always retread. Uh, big up our partners on Real Madrid, uh, I mean, on Instagram, Real Madrid Committee. They run a brilliant fan page. Go check them out. The link is in the description below. Big up Manscaped again. Um, super, super uh, pleased to have uh, you know Manscaped as our partners. Uh, and yeah, man, perfect excuse uh, to show some support, show some love. Uh, to the pod mainly, you know, we use the code LBR20 to get 20% off and free shipping on manscape.com. I repeat, LBR20 to get 20% off and free shipping on manscape.com. Um, the link is in the pinned comment as well as, uh, as, well as the description below. Um, yeah, um, until, um, until we kind of, you know, look forward to, um, Sevilla, I, I think it's a wrap. Uh, Marcus Bellingham's comment, did I read it out? I think I read it out. Big up Marcus, big up Julian, big up every single one of you within the chat. Tasaleba, um, Natural TV, big up you as always. But yeah, people, um, I think I have to big up Fede as well. You know, uh, he had a good volley that we didn't talk about, uh, you know, decent attempt. You know, Fede, Fede of probably last season pushed that away, but unlucky, you know, it hit the post. Um, great, great, great attempt. Um, I, sh- I should have, you know, kind of remembered that, but I couldn't. But I wrote it down. You know, I really was pleased with the with the volley. But yeah, uh, better fixtures, better luck. Uh, you know, hopefully in, in the coming weeks we need it, um, especially with injuries at least. Uh, but yeah, people, until next time. Alamadrid. 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 Alamadrid.